Zen nicotine pouches deliver nicotine satisfaction anywhere, anytime, which means Zen pairs well with you, your personality, your schedule, and your spontaneity. Zen fits easily into your bag, pocket, and into your life because it's smoke-free, hands-free, and hassle-free. So the only person who will know you have a Zen pouch in is you. Visit Zinn.com or head to your local convenience store today to find your Zen. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's program possible. It's Dexcom. With the new Dexcom G7, you get better diabetes results without those awful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or to your watch so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affect your glucose. It makes it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take more control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's so easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com compatibility. Thanks, Dexcom, for being our partner. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Hi, guys. Nancy Grace here. Thank you so much for being with us on this special bonus podcast of Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. We are previewing an upcoming Oxygen special called The Jane Doe Murders. And having prosecuted a Jane Doe murder myself, they are very, very difficult to handle. Our team at Crime Online and Crime Stories, we're thrilled to partner again with the true crime TV network, Oxygen. Oxygen has so many awesome true crime specials and series, including our program, Injustice with Nancy Grace, that I adore making and feel that we are making a change in this world. And I'm thrilled to tell you about their upcoming two-hour special, The Jane Doe Murders. It premieres this Sunday, January 3, 7 p.m. Eastern and Pacific on Oxygen. You know, I've covered a lot of investigations where the victim of a violent crime remains unidentified. A John Doe, a Jane Doe, a baby Doe. Did you know in the U.S. alone, there are nearly 40,000 open cases where investigators are unable to identify the victim? Can you even imagine someone you love deeply? going missing, and you never see or hear from them again. You're left wondering 
what happened to them? Are they alive? Are they dead? Have they started a new life? Do they just not care about you enough to even let you know they're alive? And then the awful specter that they are, in fact, dead and have met with foul play. Without identification, there can really be no justice for the victim's families. And these cases often go unsolved because with every crime, you start with who is the victim? Now, in Oxygen's new special, The Jane Doe Murders, Yolanda McClary, a renowned forensic specialist and a former Las Vegas crime investigator who specializes in recovery of DNA, makes it her mission to help give Jane Doe's their names back. Using groundbreaking new forensic technology, DNA databases, Yolanda and her team of genealogists set out to help local law enforcement solve a 23-year-old murder and reveal the identity of a woman left for dead in the remote woods of Polk County, Oregon. They've got nothing but bones, but Yolanda works feverishly to piece together what happened to Jane Doe and hopefully somehow uncover clues that will help open new roads in the case. Joining me right now is our friend, forensic specialist, death investigator, Joseph Scott Morgan. Joe, I know I'm watching the Jane Doe murders. Hey, listen to this trailer, Joe Scott. They came out on this clearing and here set this skull all by itself. For 23 years, we haven't been able to figure out who this lady is. We're lucky she was ever found. How do you start an investigation when that's the biggest roadblock? These victims and their families deserve answers. They lost their lives, not their names. This kind of investigative work is very different than just genealogy. We have no clue who this person is. We looked at birth records, marriage records, employment records. So it has to be the daughter of one of those remaining siblings. Her family needs to know what happened to her. Because without her name, her killer's name remains unknown. She was someone's mother, daughter, or sister. To be able to give them back their name means everything to me. The Jane Doe Murders, a one-night special event, Sunday, January 3rd at 7, only on Oxygen, true crime 24-7. You know, you're hearing from our friends at Oxygen and their upcoming two-hour special, The Jane Doe Murders. It premieres Sunday, January 3 at 7 p.m. Eastern and Pacific. Let's go to Joseph Scott Morgan, professor of forensics, Jacksonville State University, author of Blood Beneath My Feet on Amazon. Joe Scott, I will never forget the Jane Doe murder I prosecuted, and her face still haunts me. The guy, we believe, is a serial killer, and I had to have a facial reconstructionist work on what she would have looked like in life. Now, she was only partially skeletonized. There was part of her left to work with. But in this Polk County case, I mean, they've got nothing but bones, Joe Scott. Yeah, and that makes it particularly difficult, Nancy. Uh, You know, some of the things that we look for in a regular investigation where, you know, we have someone that is recently deceased, uh, you're completely absent this in this context. You don't have a fleshly body before you. You don't have somebody that you can actually look at and say, yeah, this person uh, fits into this particular group. They, they, they're wearing these types of clothes. They have this hair color, eye color, that sort of, you're absent, all of that. And the only thing you're left with. Now, wait a minute, right there. I just want to 
put that theory that you're correctly, of course, stating Joe Scott to reality. Here's a way uh, to, to bring it home. For instance, when Lacey Peterson's body was found, they tried to determine was she wearing the same thing she had worn the night before. I believe Scott Peterson got his hair cut um, and Lacey had been with him. And they were trying to figure out, did the clothes match up? That's important to a timeline because it can help place. Had she gone home? Had she put on her PJs before she was killed? Was she wearing something different the next day to walk the dog Mackenzie in the park? But without clothes or ID or anything, that's just what you're saying. It makes it so much more difficult, Joe Scott. Yes, it does. And, you know, the first thing you think about when you find the body, particularly of of uh, what appears to be a young woman and they're nude, the first thing you're thinking about is very sinister things. Like you mentioned, serial killers, bodies that are completely stripped of clothing. Maybe they've taken them as trophies. Or maybe animals have walked off with the clothing. Or maybe... Wait a minute. Hold your horses. When you say they took them as trophies, let's break it down, man. Uh-huh. Come on. Not everybody's investigated thousands of death scenes like you. When you say trophies, for instance, I remember a case where the killer would try to keep the driver's license of every victim. Hello, the cops found it. Who else would have all those driver's license except the killer? He kept it like trophies. Like, what are you doing? You know, we were talking about clothing did he take it did the killer of course it's a man take any trophies and i'm not a man hater okay see i've got joe scott right here i love him i love my husband um point is statistically we know it's a man uh and not only that but the mo the modus operandi method of operation the way her body was left but we don't know any of those details joe scott because all we've got are bones yeah and you know, Nancy, for me, working a lot of these cases like this over, over the course of my career, one of the biggest pieces of information that you have coming out of this is, is where they are found. Who had access to this particular area? Is it immediately adjacent to a roadway or did they go deep, deep, deep into the woods to discard the body? Mm-hmm. So that is a big first step that you have to take with this case. And one of the things that I was taught early on in my career was you have to be able to explain the reason why someone has been left to die and decay for this long a period of time. How is this person not popping up on the radar? How are people not out scouring the woods? How are people uh, not engaged with actively trying to find this person? And that is one of the biggest mysteries of all. Mm, mm. And I'm just thinking back on the Jane Doe murder I prosecuted and how difficult it was and that her face, as I know it through Reconstruction, still haunts me. What can you learn from just the bones? Isn't it true, Joe Scott, that you can tell the sex, um, general theory about the age, ethnicity for instance you can tell if the person is a white female a hispanic female i think you can tell if it's an asian female a black female i'm not quite sure how they do that but i understand that you can is it based on the teeth or the pelvic bones well yeah for for sex for instance you can actually it's the pelvic girdle that you know folks at home will just think about the width of their of their pelvis itself and 
traditionally with women, you know, when we look at the pelvis, the pelvis is wider. It has to accommodate a birth canal in order to facilitate the birth of a child. Men tend to be more narrow. But, you know, Nancy, there's something else that was always more striking to me when I looked at a skeleton. You can tell all of those kind of general uh, generalities with the body. But what's really fascinating is actually you can tell about their level of health care. Uh, you can tell about their age. How much bone wear is there? Are there arthritic changes, you know, in the joints, that sort of thing? Is, is there actually uh, bone loss that you get with osteoporosis many times? How about their teeth? Do you know, Nancy, that we can actually look on the, uh, we can actually look at the teeth and determine what side of an individual's mouth uh, they favored while chewing? If, you know, I tell my students at Jacksonville State, uh, take your tongue, run it around your teeth. The the area where your teeth are actually the least uh, sharp or the more dull, that's your dependent side of chewing. That's the things that we look at. And it's those little passing things, isn't it, that we notice about those in our immediate circle. Uh, somebody might have said at some point in time, what side of your mouth do you chew on? Or, wow, you always well, chew on the right side Well, actually, Jessica, nobody's ever asked me that <laughs> ever until right now. And I'd like to point out that I was carefully watching Jackie as you said that. And she absolutely was figuring out. Which which side of the mouth? Okay, your right side. She eats on her right. Thank you. Okay, now. So back what, with finding nothing but bones, determining COD, cause of death, mm-hmm. much less manner of death, it's going to be very difficult very. unless you can see a broken bone or a nick on a bone from a knife right. or you find a bullet nearby or you find a bone that has suffered a gunshot wound. Other than that, with Jane Doe totally skeletonized, you're not going to find COD. No, you're not. And this is why, Nancy, because commonly in traditional deaths where we have bodies that are fully intact, we have what is remaining. We refer to it as soft tissue. And you can see things like hemorrhage. You can appreciate gunshot wounds or knife wounds or maybe some other trauma, blunt force trauma, for instance, with bruising and hemorrhage. You can even age age those injuries, but not with a skeleton. You you know, one of the biggest things that we look for, for instance, are the skulls. Uh, if you're fortunate enough to find a skull, many times you just find bones just lying about. But if you do have a skull, you can look for things we call holes in skulls defects. So you're looking at, for instance, an entrance wound for a gunshot wound or maybe an exit wound. You're looking for a depressed skull fracture or maybe the face has been pounded in. You'll see those fine facial bones that have been fractured. Those types of things are indicators. And, of course, like you mentioned, if you're fortunate enough to find, like, a rib bone, uh, maybe a knife has passed through, and you can look for a tool mark on that, a scratch, a nick, or maybe even a groove. Or, in the case of where you have a dismemberment, you can actually find dismemberment marks left behind by saws and those sorts of things. I'm just thinking about the emotional toll it has taken on this woman's family. For all I know, she had children. And, of course, you can tell a lot about the person by the length of their leg bones or their arm bones. Um, When you try to extract DNA, how long can you get DNA, let's just say, from teeth or, I mean, when you think about it, there's not always teeth in a skull, or from a bone, right? let's just say your leg bone or your hip bone, how long can you still get DNA from your bones? I'm glad you brought this up. This is the 
fabulous word picture I came up with to help my students at Jacksonville State. Think of uh, think of a long bone like a leg bone, which is where we would generally harvest, uh, say, for instance, mitochondrial DNA out of the bone if it's still viable. Uh, think of that bone as a leather briefcase. All right. And a leather briefcase seem kind of sturdy, don't they? It's going to contain that information for a while. But leather in and of itself will wear down after a while. But if we think about the teeth, Nancy, we think about the teeth, think about the teeth as a titanium uh, briefcase. It holds on to things longer and better because teeth are, in fact, not bone. They are something else. They are this really strong composite. And so if we can get into the tooth, if we can get to the pulp, we can extract DNA from there. But again, like you said, with skulls laying on the, uh, you know, out in the woods, many times they get knocked around by animals or just over a period of time, teeth fall out of those sockets. You have to be very careful at the scene if you can, in fact, recover a tooth. Sometimes that can be a DNA gold mine. Wow. DNA can even be extracted from ancient bones and teeth specimens. Um, it's very, very difficult process, the extraction of DNA. But there's so much more to identifying someone than just trying to get DNA. And I'm not really sure how many bones were found in Jane Doe. I know there's a skull. What does it tell you, Joe? Scott tells me a lot that her skull was found in the woods, but easily, easily, you know, identifiable. It wasn't buried. It was right there on the surface that tells me a lot about the killer unless it's there because of animal activity yeah it could be uh as a result of animal activity if there are no surrounding bones i'll tell you this dogs in particular love skulls i've found i've had countless cases nancy where dogs will literally walk up into just some citizen's yard with a skull can you imagine how horrifying that is and i'll have terrified people that used to call the medical examiner at the coroner's office and say oh my god we've got a we've got a skull here you know and you you go out there and dogs you know dogs are simple creatures they it's like playing with a ball they see this kind of spherical object they like to play with it carry it around and so but let me tell you something else nancy that's kind of sinister about this and i I actually worked a series of serial killings that were uh kind of go to this point uh, in, in this particular case, we had a guy that would never bury bodies. He loved, though, to pose bodies. He loved to have them exposed and, and take these women and just kind of lay them out. And so they're not necessarily going to the trouble taking the time to dig the hole because they want people to be shocked by finding these remains. Now, that does tell us a lot. It can also say if you find a body just on the surface, for instance, that they, they were rushed. They wanted to just dump the body and get as much distance between them and the deceased. Or in certain cases, you'll have people that maybe are injured and they just kind of, you know, sadly just walk off into a desolate area and fall down in one location and they succumb at that point in time. So you have to, you have to weigh all you know, of Joe this. Scott, yeah. I, I don't think Jane Doe wandered out into the woods and had a heart attack, if that's where you're going no, with this. No, I'm not. However, as you know, and we've covered so many cases uh, together, there are those times when people are injured. Maybe they've escaped. Maybe they've escaped a killer, and they were so horribly injured, disoriented, or maybe they died as a result of the elements. After they had been abandoned by somebody, they escaped. They just tried to get to a point to be saved, 
And it just so happens the next person that finds them is some hunter walking through the woods that might just see a skeleton laying on the ground. It's a very sad set of circumstances. I just hate it for this family out there somewhere that never knew what happened to their daughter. Guys, we are talking about a so-called Jane Doe. Don't miss it. The Jane Doe Murders, a brand new special premiering on Sunday, January 3rd, 7 p.m. Eastern and Pacific, only on Oxygen. My TV home, the true network for crime. Joe Scott, thanks so much for breaking it down, putting it back together for us. Thank you, Oxygen and the Jane Doe Murders for being our partners here at Crime Stories. I'll see you Sunday night, 7 o'clock Eastern. Goodbye, friend. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's program possible. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. Amazing. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, your exercise, and medication decisions. All those decisions can lead to big results like more time in range and a lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility. Thanks, Dexcom, for being our partner. When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? It's estimated over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. To save, visit HealthLock.com today.